Hey everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Metal and Magic Podcast. This episode is the Manu Solo Adventure. That's what we're calling it, but um, he is anything but by himself, as he is joined by Megan, who is playing an NPC, and myself, who will also be playing an NPC, as well as literally everyone else in the world. <laughs> but what else is new? Uh, we do hope that you are all out there doing safe in the burning hellscape that is our world. We just got together this past Saturday and recorded almost three hours of content that will be coming to your ears very soon. Uh, it was a spectacular time, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. It was literally the most fun I've had in a very long time. Not only as a DM, but just as somebody at the table. It, it was a great, great set of episodes. And that'll be coming at you next week and the week after. So look forward to those. So without further ado, let's jump right in to a very special episode of the Metal and Magic podcast, The Manu Solo Story. Hey everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of The Metal and Magic podcast. I'm sitting here with uh, Megan and Eric. Hey, guys. And we're about to do a Manu story. Woo! So, Manu and Bijou have been trudging through the Grey Marsh for a couple of, well, just over a week now. They've made their way around the mountains, and they're into the Grey Marsh, heading east in an attempt to track down the Vagabond Queen and her Red Monks. As to avenge the, avenge the deaths of Manu's tribesmen, we find them approaching a small backwoods village in the middle of the Grey Marsh, a village not too far from the Temple of the Seven, which Manu visited with the champions when he was gifted the sword he currently uses. The town has no sign, no identifying factors. The people of the town, as you walk in, are out and about, doing whatever they do during the day. Um, as you walk into town, the townspeople almost completely stop in their tracks and stare at you and Bijou. It should be noted that this is a swamp town and you are walking through disgusting ankle-deep water. Uh, the water is brownish-green and murky. You can't see through it at all. So you step carefully as you walk. A person on a nearby porch looks up at you. They appear to be human. He slowly gets up and shambles over to you. He looks you up and down and then spits off camera into a jug. And you hear pating in the distance. He's wearing overalls with no shirt underneath and a straw hat sits atop his head. He looks at you and he says, Don't see too many visitors up in these parts. Name's Cleftis. What can I do you for? We got an inn in this town. No! <laughs> what about a general store? Yes, kinda. Would they have any maps by chance? Um, you could go ask. What, what do you, why are you... Not many people come here, so what, you, what are you looking for specifically? Dude's been friendly enough, right? Yeah, so... 
I'm looking for the Vagabond Queen and her red monks so I can destroy them with righteous fury. <laughs> Not too many religious folk around these parts. Uh, can you describe them for me? Red Hood, they descend on innocence like a red tide and leave nothing but blood. Oh, you mean those old crimson cloaks? Yeah, we know them. Uh, they actually come up in here regularly. How often? Uh, about every two weeks or so. They... When was the last time they were here? Hold on a minute, son. Let me expositionize. I <laughs> <sighs> uh, look to Bijou, pull out ten gold, go buy what supplies we need from the general store, I'm sure, and kind of look around at the other. People are still looking. Yeah, they're kind of staring at you. Uh, hand him the ten gold, look around and go, I'm sure one of these fine people would be willing to help for a gold piece loud enough so they can hear. Yeah, so... um. An older lady comes over and kind of like, oh, right this way, come on. And by the way, go get yourself something nice, like a sweet roll or whatever it is you like. <laughs> Swamp rolls, whatever it is they have out here in this shithole. Um, he says, they usually come up in here and demand we pay them for protection. How's uh, that been working out? Well, so we have to give them roughly half of whatever we harvest, which isn't much, as you can see, we are in a swamp. Um... So, they usually just take whatever they want. Could be money, could be a kid, could be a horse, could be a baby. It's whatever. They take what they want. Um, we've been paying them protection money for years. Um, so, you wouldn't mind them being gone? Oh, no, 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 not at all. The lady who comes in with them, she's a horrible person. Do you have a town leader? Yeah, you, uh, let's see here. I gotta skip down a little bit on my paper. <laughs> I'm sorry, what are the questions in the right order? Maybe I can... No, it's fine. I tried to... What I tried to do was answer the questions the way I uh, expected them to be answered, which never works, no matter who's sitting at the fucking table. Um, he says, oh, yeah, let me, uh, let me introduce you to the mayor. Let me show you this way. So he leads you over to what you can basically see is the largest shitty hut in this entire city. Okay. Um, he leads you through the ramshackle village of lean-to houses to a larger, more stable-looking home. He walks up to the door and knocks. Shortly after, a man who a man answers the door who looks strangely like Cleftis, but older. Cleftis, Cleftis speaks. Ah, Uncle Daddy, we got some travelers here looking to solve our crimson cloak problem. And at this point. Manu's kind of closed his eyes and kind of... Did I hear that right? I'm pretty sure I heard that right. <laughs> the man the man who uh, whips out a fan and starts fanning himself because Southern. Um, he looks at you and he says, Ah, this is fortuitous. Please, come in. Thank you. Uh, Colonel Chicken. Yeah, I was afraid of that. No, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> I should have named him Colonel Chicken, but I didn't. He said he he brings you into a sitting room in his house. Uh, thaumaturgy the mud and gook off before I go into the it's house. It's the digitation that does that. Thaumaturgy can't shake things. It can shake the ground. It can close and open doors. It can make your voice louder. Damn. So press the digitation is the, the one that cleans, cleans stuff. It was worth it. That's show. why all of my characters have both. Yeah, it was worth the show. <laughs> oh well. So he leads you to a sitting room in the center of his house, and he says, Make yourself at home. 
I am the mayor of this of the town of Mangrove, Abner Abernathy. I see you've already met my boy Clef Cleftus, so tell me, uh, what you here for? I'm here to kill the Vagabond Queen and her minions. Well, this is fortuitous, because I would like to see her dead myself. Are you offering anything for it? Hmm. Let's see. What did I write here? Um, he says, well, we don't have much in the matter of money, as you can see by our shitty town. But, and whatever money we do have gets taken on a bi-weekly basis. Yeah, so your son uh, informed me. What I'm really looking for are ample bodies to fight in a war. That we do have, well, two. We definitely have two people who can help you with our mutual problem. Do you have any healers? Uh, yes. Any that you can spare, I should say. Spare for how long? Until the war ends or they die. What war are we talking about? We're kind of secluded here out in the middle of the swamp, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, take the time to fill him in, uh, fill him in on, like, kind of what's going on, the King's War, Cedric, all that. Jazz. Okay. I'm sure so, it's going to take a while to... So, yeah, you take a, uh, you take a bit, and you, uh, fill him, fill him in on everything. And he looks at you just, like, wide-eyed, dumbstruck, and he's like, this is why we keep to ourselves. Um, I'm sure if you talk to... Uh, Doc and to uh, Theodora, they would be uh, more than happy to help you on on your in your war. But really, they're the only two we have that you would consider fighters or healers. Can't really spare them, then, can you? Well, it's if it's for a greater good. I'm sure we could make do. Um, he says. Now, as for our more short-term problem... Yeah, when was the last time they were here? They actually should be here any day now. Do you have anywhere I can stay until then? Yes, the second part of this sentence says you are welcome to take up a room here in my house. Okay, immediately hand him... 100 gold? This is more money than I've seen in my entire life, cumulatively. For your trouble. I couldn't possibly, but if you insist... Okay, good. It's like I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to intimidate him to take my money. No, no, he will gladly take it. He says, um, so they come in. Let me give you a rundown of what happens, so you're not taken off guard by when it all begins. They basically walk into town and start tossing people around, threatening everybody, while that tiefling lady who leads them uh, yells for her payment. And wakes us all up, because it's usually early in the morning. Which way do they come from? Uh, they come from the north. Okay, uh, which way did I enter the town? You entered from the south. Okay, good. Um, is there a road on the north? Like, do they take a main road? So, um, what I've got written out, what I've got drawn out on the board here, there's this big wide open space in the middle that's basically just their only main thoroughfare. Okay. Um, they have one, it's ba it's a one road town. <laughs> okay. Um, he says, so we pay them what we can, it's never enough. So they come in and bust up some people's houses, destroy a few businesses, 
We are a solitary people. We don't leave the town but to hunt. We operate completely on a barter system. So my gold is useless to you, isn't it? Well, I mean, I could barter it to somebody else. <laughs> um, he's like, we don't... It's not a normal pet version of currency here, but it, it would be accepted, obviously. Um, he's like, you've seen... You've walked through our town a little bit. People don't move here, you know? He's like, we are families that have been here. We just want to go about our lives the way our ancestors did before them cloaks came in. We, we even, as I said earlier, have a couple of townsfolk who we could uh, probably talk into helping you. So you're not fighting these people alone. Because when they come, there's a lot of them. How many are we talking? Well, last time it was somewhere between... Somewhere around seven plus the leader. And while that might not seem like a lot, we are commoners and we have 4 HP. Um, <laughs> and our AC is that of a 10. Um, he says, they are trained. This is what they do. We, we don't really have much to combat that. So I'm glad that we finally have mutual... We have somebody with a mutual hatred of these people. And hopefully, together, we can end their tyranny over our tiny swamp town. Hmm. Where, uh, where can I find these people that might help? Do I need to go door to door? Or I'll bring you to a meeting. You okay. can You can follow me. But uh, first, it is customary in our town to shake on agreements. So, you gonna help us? He spits in his hand. <laughs> Mona kind of sits there for a minute and contemplates what he's what he's basically uh, kind of going mulling it over. You know, and they want me to kill these guys for them. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> Here would probably be the best place to set up an ambush or something along those lines. Mona <clears throat> takes his hand out, licks it, <laughs> shakes the guy's hand. Okay. I was expecting you to spit in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, I'll introduce you to the other two who we could probably talk into helping you. He takes you across the street into this house over cheer labeled Doc's house on the map. Okay. Uh, it is a, it's a smallish shack, but it's bigger than a few of the others you've passed. When you enter... Because the mayor actually just walks in. He doesn't even knock. Um, it's spotless. It is the cleanest building you've seen in the Grey Marsh. <laughs> okay. Um, inside the shack, there is a hunched over old man. And he kind of looks up at you. You can see his long, unkempt beard hanging down past his waist. It's matted. Um, he wears very dirty clothes, though. And the top of his head kind of looks like a crown. But it could just be like a weird wood thing. Um, he speaks and he says, Oh, Mayor, what can I do you for? And now I get to roleplay with myself. <laughs> um, the mayor says, Well, Doc, this man, and um, I believe he, from what I was told, has a small child with him as well, are here to put an end to our crimson cloak problem. Uh, wait, I didn't even catch your name, big man. I'm Manu. Manu, Manu, this is Doc. 
He's our town medicine man. And I'm sure he would be more than ha uh, happy to help you fight against them crimson cloaks. The uh, guy now identified as Doc is leaning on his quarterstaff, almost like a crutch. And he walks over very slowly to you. He's a bit of a limp. He's, he's old. He's worn. Um... And he says, pleasure to make your acquaintance. And he slaps you on the back. And it's a much harder slap than you would imagine from such an old man. Perception? Sure. Is he faking? Roll perception. Uh... Five. He doesn't appear to be faking. He's he's slow. Okay, he is like slow. physically, not me like not mentally slow. He's physically slow, but he's got some kick left in him. Okay. And he says, uh, "Oh, hey!" In parentheses, I said, "I said they ask what possible help this old man could be." <laughs> um, <laughs> and he says, "My boy, I am what you would call one with the green." I have been gifted with powers from Mother Nature herself, the goddess Vrushk. I can handle myself. And I would be very, very happy to help you. Kind of look to the leader. Look to the look to Doc, the leader, Doc. Show me the next one. <laughs> so, um, the mayor laughs. And, um... You hear uh, the mayor, he kind of looks at you and he's laughing. He says, boys, well, boy, trust me, Doc can handle himself just fine. Uh, Doc, we'll leave you to work until we get this thing on the road. Um, I'm sure Manu will want to meet up with you and discuss strategy at some point in time. Yeah, I'll find you later, um, don't worry. He says, oh, you can find me here because this is where I live and where I work. Okay. Um... So the mayor thanks Doc and says, uh, time to go meet your other help. And he gestures to the doorway. Um, as you all walk outside, the mayor leads you through town the north way. So the opposite way you came in. Okay. Out of town. Into a circle of what looks like a naturally grown circle of trees. Um... Inside that circle of trees is a circle of yellow brittle gill mushrooms. And in the center of the circle of mushrooms is a huge cypress stump. And sitting on that cypress stump is a female human. Now, as you begin to enter, you notice that the mayor seems to be walking with, like, a reverence in the circle. He steps gently and motions for you to do the same. He whispers in your direction. He says, now she and Doc are the closest thing we have in this town of religion. You see a figure before you sitting cross-legged on the stump. Um, beside, the sun, beside the stump, stuck in the ground, is a huge spear. Okay. Uh, the mayor, facing her, does a small respectful bow. She looks up, and you can see this green paint kind of covering one side of her face, just like at an angle from right to left, just like diagonally. And it's everything from here up. Okay, kind of lean over to the mayor. You could have told me the second one was a wild druid. 
the mayor kind of smirks and you see the woman look up with her face paint. She wears monk robes or some kind of clergy robes, maybe priest things. She has a wooden amulet around her neck that is carved into a giant cypress tree, roots stretching outward and branches reaching high. Without moving from her seat, she looks at the mayor and says, Mayor Abernathy, what brings you to the circle? And who are your friends? The mayor looks at her and says, Greetings, Theodora. I've come to ask you for your assistance in dealing with our crimson cloak problem. Manu and uh, Doc are going to try and solve that problem uh, once and for all. She looks inquisitively at the mayor and says, What business do these two have with the crimson cloaks? They can't possibly be here to help us out of the kindness of their hearts. The mayor kind of looks at Manu and he's like, Do you want to do it or do you want me to tell her what you... Look, the simple truth of the matter is I need them dead. And it sounds like you're happy enough to have them dead. So, we're basically two people with the same endgame. She looks you up and down. Manu, you can see a fury behind her eyes that wasn't present before. A rage that seems to exude from every pore in her body. She looks Manu right in the eyes and says, I'm sorry about your clan and what you've gone through trying to make things right. I will help you. It's almost time for them to come and collect again. They're never late, though they are often early. I assume you've been told how destructive they are in town, since I know you've seen their destruction up close and personally. Just remember that we would very much like to preserve as much of the village as possible. I know firsthand how destructive things get in the heat of battle. She looks at the mayor and says, I'll help. Send for me when you need me. The mayor nods. Sorry, I'm going to have to tell Gideon to not put that in his mouth. Oh, crit cards. Everything's ending. The world's ending. So the mayor nods and motions for Manu to leave. Like, he's going to leave and he wants you to come with him. Okay. So this is me. Uh, nope, this is not me. This is the mayor. Sorry. Are there any preparations you need to make? How do you plan to do this? Um, do you plan to fight them in the streets? Are you going to try and draw them away? Um... Let me know what we as a town can do to help. What time of day is it? Um, it's afternoon. Okay. Um, give me till morning. Okay. So, the mayor gives you and Bijou a place to stay for the night as Gideon tries to climb onto the table. <laughs> the mayor gives you and Bijou a place to stay for the night. And as many nights until the monks come. Okay. Um, so... Basically, it's time for, as a former president would say, strategery. Oh, God. Um, that long. <laughs> so, um, what do you, do you want to try and set up some sort of ambush? Do you want to just, when you hear them, meet them in the streets? So. It's, it's whatever you'd like. Yeah, my goal is I'd like to kind of wander around the town, like, what's the main road made out of? It's, um, water, with some mud underneath. Everything's water. Okay, so there's a layer of water between the floor and the actual... Like, and the water is completely murky, you can't see through it at all. 
So it's ankle deep water throughout the entire like shitty village. Okay. Uh, the buildings. What are they made out of? They are like thatched buildings. They're like driftwood and swamp grass and there. You can as you walk through the town, you actually see a couple of the buildings by the north entrance look like they've just been put back together. Okay. And if you ask around, they'll tell you straight up, like, uh, yeah, every two weeks uh, our building gets knocked down because we're the closest building to the front gate. What's the gate made out of? Um, they call it the front gate, but it's really it's like a mud wall. Okay. It's like a mud wall with an opening. And it's like a waist-high mud wall. It's not going to keep anybody out. Okay. Um... It's more like a... Like a... Like a... I would call it more like a le- like a natural levee, but it's got a break in it, so it's useless. Okay, so it's like it's basically a broken levee. Yeah, it's like if you ever lived in Chalmette. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Hey, I'm from there. I can I, say that. I it's say fine. Hitting close to home, man. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and is it just like the one row of houses? And so then... I didn't want to like build That's far fine. out, but um, there are houses. Uh, we would say about four. Rows deep on each end of the road. Okay, so this it's, is this, it's this the main road. Yes, this is the okay. main road. There in the center. How wide is the main? It's what five ten. Five ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five. Thirty-five feet. Thirty-five feet wide. Okay, so they can't really. Okay. Um. Kind of reach like. How loose is the mud? Like, kind of stick my arm down into it? Yeah, I mean, it's, like, permanently wet here at all times. So, like, you could scoop the mud up. You could, um, you're looking around and you're, like, thinking, roll me an intelligence check. Oh, God. Uh, just straight intelligence? Yes. Just straight intelligence? Um, okay. You can do an intelligence check or you can do an investigations check. Let's go with investigation. That's the same thing. Yeah. I just didn't know if you were proficient. Four. Okay. Um, it it takes you a little bit, and you're thinking. You you deduce with your investigation skills of the four. You you do realize that you could probably, like, if you wanted to dig a thing, it would fill with water, but the water would then level out, and you can't see down. So okay. like, there would be like a hole. So I could I could make a hole trap, but okay. So it, it's it's <clears throat> mostly. What I'm really looking for is, like, are there any rocks below the mud? Um, yeah, you've been walking throughout the town, so um, there have been a couple of times where you've stepped on, like, pointy rocks. Okay. Um, they're not huge. It's just, like, just small-ish, sharp things you've been stepping on. Hmm. Okay. Um, there was that idea out. It's ankle-deep water. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. After looking around town and kind of assessing the situation, head to the mayor's house. Okay. Um, he gave you free brains so yeah, you can walk in. Yeah, free wander in. Uh, kind of like call for him. Uh, mayor? He, he's sitting in his sitting room and he's like, Yeah, Manu in here, please. That's the wrong accent. I gotta go back to being Southern. Um, over, over, over yonder, Ma- Manu. Okay, kind of I say, a, I say. Yeah, kind of take a seat. How many days do we really have? Well, if they come exactly on their two-week mark, uh, probably about three. Three days. Um, if they come early, you know, 
One to three days. Hmm? An hour. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they all, but there's one thing. They always come right as the sun is rising. They are always here at dawn. Hmm. Now, you know, huh? Dramatic look. They are very dramatic, and when I read their introductions, you'll see why. They're Team Rocket. No, um, (laughs) prepare for trouble. Do you know which direction? Like, I know you say they come from the north entrance, but like, do you know any other where they came from before that? Um, how far back can you track them? Not far. Not far. Well, because of the water. We there, there's no real footprint tracking we could do. Okay. Um, yeah, we we really don't know. And um, they 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 could be coming from somewhere else every time too, you know, because there are other small swamp towns. Oh, okay. The there are more of you. Okay. Uh... <laughs> hmm. So it's about this time Bijou walks in and he's just got um like groceries for days. Okay. He's like trying to carry it all. He's like, Papa Help him carry the stuff in. You have a kitchen, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's right over yeah. <laughs> it's over there. To the right. Stock it and all that stuff. Um And um He goes he he looks at you because you haven't introduced you, like he knows of Bijou because you he sent him away right there. there. But he goes, "What do you plan to do with the boy while the fighting's going on?" Well, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to be keeping the boy for as long as uh, as long as I've had him. Uh, I was hoping to return him to his family, only to find out that he has none. He was a slave in a slave trade. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Well. If you would like to leave him in the town, I'm sure we could put him to work somehow. But, also, that sounds horrible when I say it like that. <laughs> it sounded better in my head, honestly. But now it sounds horrid. So, never mind. Keep, keep, your, keep your child. I don't want him. <laughs> but he's welcome to stay here in the mayor's home, me, while you guys do the fighting. Or, if you want, I mean, you look rather stocked. You could probably put give him a weapon, but it's up to you. Leave him here, take him with you, I don't care. Well. I just thought I'd ask. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I haven't got him trained up enough to get him to the point where I'd like him to fight. He's more of a uh, helpful hand where I'm not. You don't want to be like, he's more of a thief. Yeah, no. <laughs> He's, he's better at things that I'm not good at. For Okay. Well, I'll watch the boy while this whole deadly nonsense is happening. Appreciate it. Um, okay, great. And then from this point, it's I have a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want, we can fast forward through the night. Yeah, I think, I think we'd go through the night. And he's basically just going to be figuring out what he can do. Because... This is kind of a shit scenario because there's really <laughs> nothing to utilize. So, actually, in the middle of the night, he gets an idea. I got an idea. Okay, what you thinking? We'll play it out. Okay, so it'll be funnier. <laughs> so the night goes on. You 
Everybody let, uh, rests and wakes up, and if you had hit point damage, you're better now. Uh, it is morning. Okay. They did not come this morning. Great. Good. Um, as, as we wake up and finish the morning to-do, kind of look to Bijou. Bijou, help the mayor out with whatever he needs today, if you would be so kind. Wee oui, wee, oui, papa. Good. <laughs> good kid. Uh, I need to go speak with your druid friend. Where does she usually hang out? Okay, so you're going to look for... Yeah. Megan. All right, so um, the mayor says, Well, the sun's up, so she's probably back in the uh, circle. Okay, so I go to head that way when I reach the circle of trees, you know, kind of follow the steps to stepping lightly to get to the stump, Mm -hmm. you know, being respectful. So you're there, and you see... Uh, Theod- what is her full name? Because I have to say her full name. Theodora Lavinia Riswell. <laughs> Sitting on the stump. Now, Megan, you get to make story decisions. Improv. <laughs> so, it's it's kind of, you know, sit there for a minute. She's meditating, obviously. I, I hate to disturb your meditation, Theodora. If I have the name correctly. I'm not very good with names. King Glenn. But, uh... You wouldn't happen to possess any magic to grow trees or undergrowth quickly, would you? And sustain it for a long time? No, I'm not helping you. you I can tell you straight up you don't. That's a negative. Um, but I'm not helping you with things to say. So, as she says negative, confused face, you are a druid, right? Isn't that kind of your thing? Nature, trees, peace, love, animals... Um, no, I'm, I'm actually a monk. What? <laughs> uh. Uh, if, if what you're needing is a druid, then you should go talk to Doc. Uh, okay. Confused face. Yeah, completely confused. What kind of mushrooms are these, anyway? They're yellow brittle gill mushrooms, a real thing that exists in our real world. Oh, very cool. Um, I don't know if they're poisonous because I didn't go that far. Oh, damn. Yeah. I was like survival check because if she's not a druid, I'm picking one. Well, go ahead and roll a survival check. Okay. Oh, that's so much better. Uh, 15. Okay, and I will tell you. Uh, commonly known as the yellow... Swamp Brittle Gill. It is uh, of the genus Rasula. Uh, it's found in wet places across Europe and North America. You wouldn't know that. Um, is it poisonous? He asks himself as he's Googling. Uh, it's edible! It is edible. Okay. Mm-hmm. As uh, would my 15... apparently apparently the first website I read said is not only is it edible but it tastes good if you saute it with some onions. Hey hey. <laughs> uh, so with my fifteen survival, would I know that? Yes. Okay, great. So reach down, pick a big one. I'm taking this. Kind of kind of mumble as I go. Druid, not a druid, monk. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> And as you leave, it says, uh, Theodora will remember that. <laughs> on the bottom of your screen. <laughs> you make your way back into town and you go to Doc's house. Yeah, uh, knock on the door's closed, I'm assuming. Yes. Knock. 
Come in. Open at her. So, been to Theodora's. Uh, apparently, you're the druid? Ah, yes. Yes, I told you. I am one with the green. I was gifted with magic from the Mother Nature herself. Vrushk. Hand him the mushroom. <laughs> he takes it and he just kind of confused face emoji. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> he puts it with all the other yellow mushrooms. Yeah, he has I figured table. as much. Um, How fast can you grow trees? Um, are you talking. What, for what purpose? So, um, we took a strategery break. And, um, Manu is searching around town. He's talking to people, especially up by the northern entryway. And, um, basically from what he's gathered is when she walks in, she always destroys the one little tiny house on her left every single time. Now, she does it in different ways every time. She doesn't always stand in the same place every time. But that house, she always hits that house. Because it's funny to her that she... And she's got to walk, like... Talking to the person in character, so he's he. She has to walk up to the house to attack it. Is that right? Yes. Uh, she she walks up to the house and then I get an avalanche upon me of my house every two weeks. Kind of look at the ground yeah. behind, like kind of behind, like on the main road. Um, walk walk over to where I think would be a good spot. Stand in the water. Take out starlight. And touch it right to where I'm standing in the mud hole, mm-hmm. and make a. F- I can only do five feet. Yeah, but then you've how got that. How tall can I make it? How tall are you? I'm six five. In ankle deep two. water is what roughly? Oh, it's ankle to calf deep. Yeah. So it's like a foot of water you got there. So, just the top of your head. Just the top of your head would be. No, that's, that's part. Well, I can. Uh, you can do it twice. So well, trying it. How many anyway. times can you hit fabricate a day? Once. Okay. So. Fabricate to make a hole five foot by five foot hole in the ground. Oh, then you could crouch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I do that. What happens? Like fabricate the hole in the ground, so the earth okay. underneath me should. You you fall down five feet. Okay. Um, and you just trying to crouch. Um, um how much of like my head's kind of still. If you're crouching, exposed. if you're crouching, you're underwater. Right. So if you're like standing, if standing straight, straight up, then um, you got about from your eyes up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> lift, like, go to lift out of the hole. Like, um, so what I would say is, like, you spend some time just kind of thinking in this hole. Yeah. And after about 25 minutes, it begins to slowly fill in with the, the royal, like, the movement of the water is moving this gross, sludgy mud back into the hole. So you, you think you've got a good 20 to 25 minutes in in the hole before it starts to refill. Um, okay. And you can you can lift yourself out with no problem. Okay. Because um, so you're as strong as enough. Yeah, as I'm sitting there playing with it and kind of figuring it out, I haven't surfaced at all. Okay. Or is that a question? Uh, no, no, I, I oh, haven't okay. surfaced at all. So, is this guy that I just well, just watched me do it? Is he panicking? Um. Well, he's looking around. He can't see under the water. Okay. Kind of pop back out of like get out of the hole and look at him and go. Do you have any ale caskets? Um. Well, Cleftus makes moonshine. 
I'll be back and go over to Cleftus's. <laughs> so Cleftus actually stays in the mayor's house because that's his uncle daddy. Oh, okay. So, um... So it's yeah, soaking wet and town. covered in mud and whatnot. Wait, what, Megan? Does that mean in another town he has a cousin brother? Could be. Could be here. <laughs> um, you know, Cleftus Jr. Nephew son. Um... <laughs> So, so go go into the mayor's house. I took out so many nephew-son jokes. I just want you to know. Because Megan told me it might not be no, probably appropriate. Probably wouldn't catch well. So, yeah. You go over there. I need... You looking for barrels? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, need, I need both of my little helpers and Cleftus here. I have a plan. Okay, so the mayor calls everybody together. Doc comes. Uh, Theodora's here. Cleftus is there. Uh, we can put ourselves right over. Yeah. Uh, go, go, gadget fingers. Go, go, gadget fingers. There you go. Okay. So we're all together. The mayor's there. Cleftus is there. And uh, the mayor goes, all right, so what's your plan? So, Cleftus, I hear that you make uh, a little money making that good old moonshine. Oh, I have been known. Do you keep any of it in barrels, wooden barrels, casks, anything like that? So usually moonshine is done in a metal distillery. Uh, and it comes out like pure grain alcohol, like clear. Um, but I do have some old barrels because I tried that once and then I dropped them in the muddy water and uh, the water got in. So Do you have I do. any of the tops to the barrels still? Sure, sure. I borrow one. Just one? Just one. Yeah, sure. And Anything then... for the war effort. And he winks at you. Great. Go get that now. <laughs> he runs off. And while he's gone, kind of look to the mirror and the, the other two. So I have a plan, but it's really only going to work for me for the first part of it. I've been informed that the Red Witch only destroy, or destroys a house, the same house, every time in this neighborhood. Yeah. I believe that's the best time to attack. My plan, though it'll work for me, do either of you breathe underwater? Doc kind of shakes it. He's like, no. Okay. And um, <laughs> Megan's just shaking her head no. Okay. Then my plan is about a half hour before sunrise. No, a little. Yeah, about a half hour before sunrise. My plan is to make a hole in front of that house and mm -hmm. hop into it. If she happens to step on me, I will use the cask barrel above my head so she can step and walk past. As soon as she's passed and trying to destroy that house, I will emerge from the water and begin my, onsla my onslaught. I ask you to jump in and just try to keep the others away from me. My, my real objective <laughs> and goal is to cut the head off of the snake as quick as possible. I believe the other monks will flee. Doc kind of looks at you and he's like, well... There's a sound of a plan, as I've heard. It could work. So, um... Yeah, I think that'll do. I will, um... Just before... Just before uh, dawn, uh, I think, if Theodora is willing, we'll go and we'll, um... get permission from the people across the street over there from where you'll be. Uh, to let us stay in their home and we will just pop out from that house. That'll be the best plan. I believe that everyone in the front of the North Gate 
should probably evacuate and maybe hide in the mayor's house, which is why I'm here with you, Mayor. Do you mind housing some of these people this morning? I'd like to spare as many as possible. Oh, sure, 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 yes. Um, that, that is perfectly fine. I will, uh, I'll go down there and let them know what they're going to do. Uh, and let them know that tonight and every night until the people get here, until the, the, the cloaks get here, they can stay in my house. And then uh, kind of look to Bijou. Bijou, you still cook okay, right? Oui, oui. Do you mind feeding these people? That's one of the reasons why I got you to get all those groceries. Je suis una nana, papa. Take that as a yes. <laughs> For those of you at home, that means I'm a possi- I am a pineapple father. Great. <laughs> okay, then uh, that's our plan. I told you to stop speaking abyssal. <laughs> that's our plan. Is there is there any way that we could find like they're coming in three days? I guess I'll have to talk just talk to her. Talk to who? The tiefling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could he could he could converse with Silvrek, the oh, vagabond queen. But um, yeah. So. You had three days. You yeah, have two I, days. I now. had three days. I have two days now, but I'm not sure what day they're coming. Exactly. So are you going to do that both nights? <clears throat> I'm going to have to be sh- just to be safe. Yeah, because it's like she's coming in the timeline, and if she doesn't come on the third day, well, then I just wait the fourth day, mm-hmm. and the next day, and the next day, and we just we we be ready and we wait. Okay. So if there's nothing else you'd like to do, we can fast forward through the night. Yeah, that's that's my plan, and everyone's behind it. I take mm-hmm. okay. Everyone's cool. So, dawn is breaking on the next day. Um, Manu is. So we're gonna just do this for um, for the sake of ease. For the sake of ease, and I'm gonna put your hole here, and we'll use this as the house that she's gonna hit. Does that make sense, or would you rather be on this side? Uh, it's it's more of a like put myself in front or behind. Like, where does she attack the house? I guess she hits it from the front, but it's always in a different place. Like she'll just sometimes right. she'll just walk past it and hit it with her her quarter staff and keep walking. Oh, okay. But sometimes she walks up to the house and literally pushes it over. You know how Cleveland and Family Guy always slips out of his house whenever something happens yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, that happens every two weeks. Okay. Uh, all right, yeah, kind of station myself, like, close to the house, in front of it. <coughs> that way that way, I've got a higher likelihood of her stepping on the barrel, mm-hmm. just so I know, okay, someone's there. Okay. Um, if that doesn't work, I have to wait for the rippling in the water, which, either way. And uh, Doc... And Theodora are across the street in that house, waiting. Okay. So, it's early morning, just as dawn is breaking, when into the town walks eleven figures. The sky beams red light onto the ramshackled homes, lighting, or, I'm sorry, lining what can barely be called a street. The figures are draped in clim- crimson cloaks, the red light of dawn dripping from them like blood. The central member of the Eleven is a figure with horns jutting out of her head. She holds a quarterstaff in her left hand. As she walks, she exudes pure confidence. The five figures on each side of her give her a little bit of space as she walks in front of them. Just as she walks, 
into town. She steps on the barrel. Gets a little, like, it's a little wobbly, but it's nothing that she, it's not noticeable. And she swiftly strikes the house in several spots, causing it to crash to the ground. However, you saved someone who would have been inside. And you hear her as she's walking. So before all this happened, as she's walking, she says, Come out, come out, Mayor Abernathy. It's time to pay the toll. You have one minute to show yourself before we begin to destroy the rest of this sorry excuse for a shithole you have. Roll for initiative. And you're going to get a surprise. Okay. I was like, no. You're going to get a surprise as I pull 11 figures out of this closet. (laughs) I have to roll two initiatives. Okay, they are the same. Um, (laughs) That was easy. Alright, look, so I'm going to put the character that will represent her by the house. Okay. So she's going to be meh. Alright, so, initiative time. Uh, 20 or better. 15 or better. Alright, Megan, what'd you get? 19. 15. <laughs> I, uh, Silverek got a 16, and a uh, group initiative order for the other 10 got a 15. So it's time for a roll-off. A fancy roll-off. Do I keep my uh, house roll? Do we keep the advantage on the roll-off? No. Or, no, okay. 18. That's you. Alright, so it's gonna be Megan... Then Silverek. Then the monks. Then Manu. Then Doc, who got an eight. Well, you know what? Works out. He's slow. There you go. But we have a surprise round. So we'll start with you and go counterclockwise, uh, okay. Manu. So um, I'll say it's half your movement to get out of the hole. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hop out of said hole. Uh, now, this one is is her, the, the right. lady with the red shirt and the crossbow. So that is the queen. Yep. Um, Starlight would be drawn, I guess, at this point. I would assume you had it out in the hole. Yeah. Thing. And then, uh, do I get a so, advantage on the attack or no? Mm. That's up to you. I think. No, I, I'm okay. giving you a surprise round for this. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and then just as I do it, go into a rage and scream, Today is the day you die! Attack with a very shitty roll. <laughs> so glad I took all that time off. <laughs> uh, 18 to hit. Miss. Great. A surprise is only one attack, huh? No, I'm giving you a full surprise. Like a full oh, round thank surprise. Oh, God. Let's do the aura attack then. Because I forgot how surprise rounds work. Because these motherfuckers don't surprise anyone. They surprise themselves. Yeah, I think the storm aura is a deck save on your part. But is that a bonus action? Ooh. Because raging is a bonus action as well. Is it? Oh, God. Am I screwed? I may be screwed, guys. Oh, God. We need to clean the fan, Megan. That wasn't my intention. Uh, let's yeah. see. Activated. You choose one creature within your aura. Nope. It's free? Just, yep. When it's activated, you choose one creature in okay. your aura. Make a dex saving throw. 
Okay, she's a monk. She couldn't possibly be good at these. Yeah. yeah. So I'm afraid of. What does my deck save on this? 21 is what I got. Oh, she probably saves. I gotta find the. Uh, so I'd like to point out that I'm, I'm, for those of you at home, I'm rolling in front of everyone because I just can't fit a DM screen on the table with all the shit that I have to bring to the table. And I'm not using the closet right now because there's a computer in there now and um, the cats will eat it. Efficiency bonus and constitution, so... Yeah. The hashtag for this episode is hashtag RIP DM closet. Twelve. Yeah, sixteen, she saves. Okay. So... You got another attack. I have an extra attack, yeah. Um... So the extra attack. Hey, that's better. Twenty-eight to hit. Yeah, that'll do. Great. That's going to be <clears throat> all of this. Fuck me. Is that a lot of ones? Yeah, three, four, five, six. Plus seven is thirteen damage. Thirteen damage. Plus three is sixteen damage. So it's a total of sixteen. Yeah, great surprise round. It's better than nothing. Oh, no, wait. Half damage on the lightning. I'm sorry. Hold on. Half damage is 11. <laughs> he did more damage with half of the lightning. Seven damage with the lightning. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Okay. So, Megan, um, it is Theodora's turn. She is inside the house. You could literally take a five-foot step out of the house and attack any of four bad guys. Um, also, for... He's is there a specific way I gotta step out? Or no, you're good right there. Okay. So um, just it's, you just knocked down the wall. It's fine. They rebuilt. <laughs> um, you were the one who said we want to preserve as much of the city as possible, but it's fine. Um, I asked. I know. So here's what we're going to do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Am I missing one? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then she is the... So, yeah. Okay, so you're... you're Within reach of three and four. Alrighty. Four being uh, Scooby-Doo if he was a bad guy. <laughs> and if he had muscles. And if he used a sword. That's the that's the one we let Michael use when he was the the werewolf. Looking at that. So, let's see. Well, I guess... Bonus action, I'm gonna rage. Okay, bonus action, rage. So does that give you advantage on all your attacks with strength-based weapons, yes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so you have advantage on your attacks. Okay. Um, Wait, no, I don't think that's how that works. No, it says when you make a I think that's a reckless attack. It says when you make a melee weapon attack using strength... Oh, you gain a plus two bonus. That's what it is. Yeah. You have a plus two bonus to your... Damage. Yeah, if you want to go a reckless attack, you get advantage, but, but then you, I get advantage. Yeah, but then they get advantage because you were being reckless. Okay, so two handed is the 1d8. Correct. Okay. So she's got this spear while you're rolling. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, 21. That'll hit. Okay. So I need to. So that's 1d8 plus 1d6 radiant plus 1d6 um, necrotic damage plus 2. 
plus five. So plus seven at the end. Just plus seven at the end. Does that also, or is that... Plus nine at the end. It's a lot of math. It is. No, it's, it's a lot of plus, 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 plus as a barbarian. Okay, so, so so she, while you're doing that, so everyone at home, she is a z- barbarian four with the zealot path, monk seven way of... You didn't write it. Uh, way of... Wouldn't surprise me if she was a Kensai. No, she's the Way of Mercy uni- uh, Unearthed Arcana. Oh. So she's also wearing a pretty nifty mask now, okay, now that cool. she's in battle. Alright, so... Eight... Four... Radiant... One Necrotic... Plus nine. Plus nine. So, eight regular damage, plus nine. So, mm-hmm. 17 normal damage. How many Radiants? I said four. Four radiant and one necrotic? Yep. Okay. 22 total damage, if my math is right. Um, you have a second attack. God, I know. But it's okay. They're less damage die on the second attack. 15? Miss. Well, there we go. Guys, why can't I math? It's been so long. Uh-huh. Even though we do this on Saturdays now, it's still been so They haven't fought really anybody in a minute, besides that dragon. No kidding. Yeah. They're just... They're, they're exploring. So you used your bonus action to rage. Mm-hmm. You used both your actions to attack. You do have movement left if you'd like to run away. No. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. Doc is going to amble out of the house and fall over because I knocked him over. <laughs> Um, and he's going to attack number one with a spurl. Let's see. Actually, what Doc is going to do is he's going to amble out of the house and he's going to five foot step diagonally. And he's going to incur... Uh, there are no attacks of opportunity in surprise rounds. No, there aren't, because you've incapacitated everyone, unless you're a yes. barbarian. So he's going to move here, where he's got a line of people in front of him. Oh, God. And he's going to cast... Lightning Bolt. No, he's, a lightning dr- bolt. He's, he's not going to cast Lightning Bolt. There's our blind baby. Oh yeah, they're hashtag blind floof watch outside. Uh, we have a we have a cat that visits us outside sometimes and it is blind and it is currently outside. <laughs> anyway. He raises his like gnarled, curled wooden staff, and he points it forward, and he casts Sunbeam. So it is a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. Uh, those three bad guys are going to have to make deck saves. They have a pretty good save. Well, a two and a three ain't going to do it on the die. So, last one. Ooh, that one might. Let's see what Doc's save is. Nope, didn't do it. So, Doc... A beam of brilliant light flashes out from his staff in a five-foot-wide, uh, 60-foot-long line. 
On a failed save, each creature takes 6d8 radiant damage and is blinded until the ne end of Doc's next turn. Damn. Um, you can create a new line of radiance as your action as long as you concentrate up to a minute. So I can literally use this spell the whole time if I wanted to. It's a good six level spell. So let's roll some dice. Isn't that what this game's about? Yeah, yeah. So Doc does 25 radiant damage to all three of them. So that's going to be numbers two, three, and four. I'm glad that it's such a fucking easy number, though. Fit, like, 25. It's such a nice round number. <laughs> so, that is the end of Doc's turn. We now start regular initiative, and Megan is first. Woo! So you just witnessed a giant beam of light pierce through all the, all the people in front of you. That'll hit. 29? That'll hit. We'll say that'll hit. Okay. Alright. So... Yeah. 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 So it is... not have anything else, right? It's... So what you would be doing is you would be doing like you did last time. This plus two... Plus so two. It's so it's, it's the 1d8 plus 2d6 plus 9. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, Jesus doesn't appreciate that, Meg. He told me himself. In a vision. I got when I had a Jesus toaster that put his name, put his face on the bread. So that's 16 regular... You can just add it all together if you'd like. Uh, they I are... I didn't know if you needed... I'm, I'm going to just tell you straight, straight up. You can just add it all together and just tell it to me straight. Twenty-five. Okay. Um, after a show of force from Theodora and a beam of light from Doc, number four falls over dead, face down in the ankle-deep water. Yeah. Do you have another attack? Hmm? It's not a one. That's a that's a thirteen. Thirteen is a miss. It's okay. Okay. You do have a bonus action, and you did hit with a. Eric, you play monk sometimes. <laughs> um, if you hit with the first attack and miss with the second attack, can you still flurry of blows? If that person is that you hit is dead, and you're attempting to hit someone else. God, how did we play that out? I don't remember. I could be mean and say, well, Manu hasn't killed anyone. Or, um, uh, Mo uh, didn't kill anyone. But <laughs> No, it's it's the horrible truth. Monks suck when you don't multi-class. Um, so it says... Oh, it says immediately after you take the attack action on your turn. It yeah, doesn't say I don't, you I don't have to it, I don't think it says you have to hit. So okay, that's stunning strike that you have to hit. Yeah, stun, stun you have to hit for sure. Okay, okay well then I will spend a key point to do flurry of... Blows. Okay. Um, Two attacks. So I got rolled twice. Yes. 
It's a two. You could have left the other one in there. <laughs> so, twenty-one. Yes. Which one are you hitting? This this one diagonal from you. Yeah. Okay. So number three. Yes, that'll hit. Okay. So that's gonna be one d six. One d six plus one d eight. Oh no, it's unarmed strike. I'm sorry, it's unarmed strike. So yeah, one d six plus five. So nine. Nine damage to number three. Okay. Anything else? Nope. It is Silverex's turn. She turns to Manu and looking him dead in his beady eyes with her horns and her teeth. Sorry. I was thinking of Monty Python. Um, <laughs> Run away! Yes, that's what happens. <laughs> Uh, blah, blah, blah. Something happens. Blah, blah, blah. So she is going to attack you with her staff. Her magical quarterstaff. First attack is a... I fucking hate Fight Club now. Because it doesn't let me equip the magical staff as a weapon. <laughs> like, the staff of striking is a staff that you strike stuff with. It should be able to be held, and it should be a weapon on the thing. But it doesn't, so I gotta calculate her to hit in my head right now. Oh, lovely. So, it's plus there. So, that's 18 to hit? Yeah, it is. Okay. So, as she hits you... You you feel this, like, hum of magical energy go straight through your body as she hits you. And you're going to take uh, this much damage. 17 damage. What kind of damage? Magical bludgeoning. Plus, oh, I guess I should have... Uh, wait, let me rephrase that. It is... 13 magical bludgeoning damage and 4 force damage. Okay, so... <laughs> well, because while raging, you take half damage from bludgeoning. But does it say magical? No, and that's kind of the question. Like... Uh, it, usually in the player's handbook, it says... If it says you are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, it will... As far as I've seen, it will specify magical. Okay, so then I guess it would just be... I guess I'll just take full damage off of it, which makes the rage completely useless, basically. It doesn't matter. You get the additional damage boost. Yeah, that's about it. So how much damage? So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. No, that's fine. We'll figure it out. It does make your rage kind of useless, though. It does. I don't like that. I don't like that. Take half. So add... um, 13 divided by 2 is 6. So add 6 health. Okay. It hurts you, but then you feel a little better about it. Yeah, it hurts you, but then all of a sudden... No, it doesn't hurt as kinda, much. That's kind of a, you need to fix it, Wizards of the Coast. They probably thing, put right? out some sort of uh, errata about it, and since my core rulebook is, is old, 
you know, whenever they do an errata, they update the cor- the next printing yeah, of the rule book. Yeah, they update the rule books. But what I'm saying is most of us have the originals or the special prints because we're nerds. Mm-hmm. And thank you all lovely nerds who listen to us. They do publish the errata on their website, but I just don't read it. <laughs> all right. So that was her first attack. Her second attack... Let's see... I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's she fun. has a thing I want to do, and I have to find it. Oh shit! Nope. Whenever you take this action, all right. Um, I need you to make a wisdom save. Ugh. <laughs> Bane of my existence. Yep, uh, 12. Fail. Great. Okay, you're frightened. Unless you were immune to frighten. Uh, then I, I wasted my I turn, and it's okay. I think you're immune to frighten while you're raging. I have the text of rage, actually, right here. So, you have advantage on strength checks. You get the bonus thing. You're resistant to... Bludgeoning, you can't cast spells or concentrate on spells. Doesn't say anything about being immune to fear. Danger sense. I thought something made you so you can't fear out of your rage. After some Googling, some quick Googling, we've found that um, Berserkers are immune to fear, but not Storm Heralds. So... The way fear works is you will have disadvantage on attacks against her until you break the spe- the fear effect. Yeah. You get a new wisdom save every turn at the end of your turn, and you cannot move any cl- willingly move closer to her, though you are literally as close as you can get right yeah. now. Anyway, so um, it was a spell though, yeah. It was a monk ability. Damn. <laughs> it's a way of the long death monk. Okay. Ability. I'm trying. I'm trying. So That's okay. <laughs> she is now going to use a key point to do flurry of blows. Okay. So two attacks. Boom. Uh, 23 and a 21. Yeah, they both hit. Okay. So her attack on you is shitty. Yay. 16 points of damage total. Uh, it's bludgeoning again. It's magical bludgeoning, so take that in half as eight. eight. Yeah. So, that's the end of her turn. Now it's all nine, now, of the monks. Yeah. So, one of them is going to move up to Doc. Two of them are going to move up to Doc. This one, we're just going to move off to the side, so these two can go up to uh, your character, whose name I totally remember, Theodora. Um, And we'll deal with the other side in a second. So, Megan numbers three and five... Are going to attack you. Um, one moment. I forgot to put fucking um, the rest of the monks on my HP <laughs> tracker. Um, so three and five are going to attack you. They have no weapons. They are using purely fisticuffs. That's a plus. So, that is a 25 
and a 16. 25 hits. Okay. We're going to just do some... So they each have two attacks, so we're going to roll two more. That's so close to being a crit. That's um, 26 and a 15. So two hit. Two of them hit. All right. So, Megan, you're going to take... Fifteen plus eight. What kind of damage is it? What kind of damage is it? It is uh, magical bludgeoning damage from their fists, and then also necrotic damage. And we decided that the magical bludgeoning was. Bludgeoning. You'll take half. Okay. You'll take half. So you're taking. You're taking. 10 necrotic damage that you take in full. Okay. And then you're taking 4, 8, 12, 17 divided by 2 is 7, 6, 8. My eight. brain. My brain. So you'll take 8. Okay. Those are all the attacks against you. Now I have to roll to attack myself. Doc is just such a, he's a little old man. Why would you hurt a little old man? Well, they don't. Because <laughs> they rolled poorly. First one misses with both attacks. I rolled a two and a nat one. So let me pull a crit card on myself. Yay! Natural weapons. All creatures within five feet of you may make an attack opportunity attack against you. So Doc's going to swing his quarterstaff in an attempt. It's 11 plus... He hits their AC exactly, <laughs> and he's going to do 1d6 plus 4 damage. That's a d8. No, he's going to do 1d... No, 1d6. Plus max damage. 10 damage. 10 damage to number 2. <laughs> All right, so now we go over to Manu. <laughs> Yay. So for those of you at home that can't see it, I've put myself in the worst possible position I could. So Megan's going to take a picture. We'll post it. Um, I'll circle which one is Manu on the picture. Um, so here's what's going to happen. He'll move there. Yeah. He'll move there. Yeah. And this one will move to Doc. So you're going to take... Attacks. Well, you're going to take eight attacks. Because they are monks. Oh, yeah, they multi attack. <laughs> cool. Alright, first two attacks. Miss. The four and a two on the die. Yeah, so, miss. Second two attacks. Ooh. So that's a 26 and a 21. Both hit. Okay. So I will roll their. Physical damage first, and then I will roll the necrotic damage. Okay. So, physical... Jesus Christ. Um, six. You will take six. Okay. Necrotic damage, you will take 13. It doesn't come off the top, though, because it's not that kind of necrotic damage. Uh, those were attacks three and four. 
So we're five and six. Sixteen. Ties. Oh shit. Okay, the other one misses. My hit points are what matter. All right. So for your physical damage, seven total. Uh, once cut in half. And then for your necrotic damage, twelve. Last two attacks. One's gonna hit. One's gonna miss. It's a seventeen plus whatever, and then a four. So. 15 divided by 4. So 7 again. And 12 necrotic damage. And then I got the one who wants to hit old Doc. Natural 1. Man, Doc causes a lot of crit fails. Let's see what this crit card says. Okay. So this one that we're going to call number 10... He deals half damage on all his attacks for the next four rounds. And his other attack missed. So, that's the end of all my turns, thank God. Manu. Mm-hmm. You are surrounded. Yeah. And it is your turn. Yep. Um, just focusing on the leader. Take a deck save. Okay, this is for the lightning. Yep. Damn, that's a lot of dice. Uh, that's like a 30. Yeah, you'll pass. <laughs> uh, a half of 11, 15, 16 is 8. Yes. So 8 lightning damage there. Mm-hmm. I have disadvantage on the attacks. Yep. So, I mean, you uh, could let's reckless. The, let's make the wisdom save first. Can you do that? No, wisdom saves all at the end of your turn. End of the turn. To be okay. unfrightened. Damn. You could, you could reckless attack and make yourself not a no. uh, disadvantage. 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Uh, four, eight. And you can just add it all together. She doesn't have any like damage resistances that will matter okay. to you. Um, eleven damage on the first attack, mm-hmm. and then second attack is going to be a what, eighteen to hit. Miss. Damn. That's what you rolled last time. Okay. Missed by one. Yeah, so it Anthony, was write that down. four, eight, eleven, plus seven is eighteen. Yeah, eighteen total damage. Plus three, sorry, is Wait, what is this for? So the rage damage plus three, and then it's my du- this is the last damage. This was your last attack? That you hit with? Yeah, that I hit with. Okay. Sorry, so it's... it's. I'm just double-checking. Eight. You told me... 11. I think you told me 11 damage. Yeah, 11 plus 7 plus 3, so plus 10 Plus more. 10 more damage. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sorry. sense. I was like, where is all yeah, this damage sorry. going? Yeah. I wasn't with the rest ask. of my brain, just out the door. Um. Okay, now make your wisdom save. Yeah. Woo. Nope. <laughs> What'd you get? The points don't matter. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's one of those whose line is in anyway games. Yep. Okay. It is Doc's turn. From where Doc is standing, if he shoots another sunbeam, he'll hit Manu. Or, he's just going to shoot... He was going to try and help you, but he doesn't want to hurt you. So he's going to shoot another sunbeam directly down this line and hit the three that are in front of him. Uh, So we got to make three deck saves. They're okay with those. Crit fail. 
And then that one passed. And another crit fail. Hey, hey. My dice hate me. Uh, so we're going to say the one directly in front of him failed. This one failed. This one got out of the way. And we'll take half damage. So let's roll 8d6. Let me make sure that's what I'm supposed to roll, and it's not 6d8. Sometimes I get a dyslexia. It is 68. I'm glad I checked. Oh, and I'm bloodied at this point. Oh, you're already done half? Yeah. Okay. So, um, the two that are in front of Doc die. <laughs> so, so Sunbeam just destroys these two. The one in the back uh, takes half of 33 damage. So that's going to be... 16. Alright, so that is the end of Doc's current turn. He's not going to move or anything. That brings us back to the top of the round at Theodora. What you going to do, Theodora? I'm going to try and hit the one in front of me. going to try and hit the one into front. 22. That'll do it. So that'll be D eight, two D six. Yep. And then plus nine. So seventeen. Okay. Still up. And <laughs> go attack again. Fourteen. Miss. Alright. Uh, I guess I'll use a key point. Okay. Key point, you using it for flurry blows or are you using it to get away? Flurry blows. Make sure you don't want to run away. Uh, Eleven and sixteen. Sixteen hits. Okay. So that's a D6 plus 5. 7. Okay. Chip, chip, chipping away. All right. So, it is now Silvrek's turn. The Vagabond Queen. She levels her quarterstaff at Manu. And she says, You really should have died with the others. And then she swings her quarterstaff at you. Since both of my dice were just sitting on the natural ones, I'm sure this is going to work out fine. Oh, yeah. It did. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's an 18 and a 15 on the die. So Yeah, those are both hit. Yeah. But she's only going to do this much damage. Look at the ones! Yay! <laughs> three ones! Three ones on 3d6. So one and a half damage. No. So, fuck, I can't even control this computer phone in my hand anymore. <laughs> that was two attacks. Each of them would have been six. So you have a total, you take a total of six damage. 
And then one force damage. So you take seven damage. And then she kind of looks at you and she's like, that was very anticlimactic. You, you don't look like that affected you at all. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Um, does she have anything else? Well, yes, yeah, she does. Uh, Flurry of Blows. <laughs> so she'll use a key point. Try to hit you two more times. See how many ones I can roll. One of them will hit you. One of them will not. And... So you're going to take a total of... Four damage. And that'll be the end of my turn. I yield my time. Uh, the other monks are now going to go. So... Manu, you get to make an attack of opportunity as one of them breaks off to go and fight Theodora. Uh, 25. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. Oh, look at that. Big numbers on the not big nasty. Uh, 15, 18, (coughs) 22, 29 damage total. 29 damage? Holy shit. Yeah, I can do damage, but it's not her, apparently. I just... It turns out I love her, and, uh... Turns out you were secretly in cahoots with her this whole time. Yeah, yeah. killed the, 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 your leader of your tribe. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and wipe out my tribesmen and, uh... Yeah. I'm a red monk. It's, it's weird how this worked out. So, um... Doc gets four attacks. They both miss. Next four, or next two. One hits. So Doc's gonna get some of this beautiful bean footage. Doc takes his the first damage of the night from Doc, I think. Wait, maybe not. I've been keeping track of it electronically. No, I don't think Doc's been nope, hit. Nope, Doc has not been hit. Doc takes 12 damage. Now, Megan, the next, the two around you are going to attack you. How do you feel about this? Not well. Okay. Well, one of them hits. We're going to do the next two. Well, it was an 18 on the die, so I'm going to assume that beats a 19 with my plus 7. Yeah. And then I've got a 24 and a 22. Yeah, they both hit. Alright. So let's roll some dice. So, you're going to take... You're going to take eight physical damage total um, because I divided it already. Okay. And then you're going to take 15 necrotic damage, but you did have one more attack that hit you. You had three that hit you. So that's going to be five bludgeoning damage and nine necrotic damage. So a total of 14 damage that you get from that one. All right, Manu, you have three of the crimson-cloaked monks around you. Yep. We're going to go with our first attacks. One of them will hit you, one of them will miss. So we're going to keep track, and I'll just roll all the damage at once. Two more attacks, um, a hit and a miss, and two misses. So you're going to take... 
damages. Just two whole damages. No, let's see here. It's empty. Uh-huh. It's fine. Knocked over my angry orchard, but it's fine, everybody at home. Fuck. Ones. More ones. Yay! <laughs> so you'll take eight. You'll take eight damage, uh, bludgeoning total after it's halved. And then you will take five necrotic damage. And that is the end of the monks. Not, not very good. <laughs> not great. Menu. Uh, deck save from the vagabond queen again. Okie doke. Uh, 27. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 working good. Uh, you have other less powerful creatures around you. I know. The problem is, as a, as a character, I would be completely focused on my target. But you could use your, like, aura to, like, hold off other attackers while you focus your actual attacks on her. It's fine. They're all monks. I'm not going to tell mean, you how to play your well, character. Well, let's, let's be honest, though. They're all monks. Their decks are all high. So it wouldn't work any well. Got them large decks. Yeah, it would it would chip them out. Uh, twelve. Twelve to hit. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like what? No, uh, mathing. Twelve and eight, twenty. So ten damage on the lightning. Ten lightning damage. Yep. She is down to double digits. Oh, good. And then uh, swing number one, which is a twenty. Total or natural? Total to... Uh, oh. Total. A total 20 will hit. Okay, good. Fuck me running. Okay, uh... Welcome to my world of shitty, shitty dice rolls today. Six. Uh, 11 I have more 10. fucking crit fails today than I have in the last three sessions of the main podcast. 21 damage. Okay, you're gonna go away. Okay, you're 21 damage. And we're gonna switch to you. Oh, she's... she's Getting down there in the in the left in the yeah health bar section. Uh, one more swing here, and then I think that's it. Fuck, that's fifteen. Fifteen misses. Okay, and a wisdom save. Yes. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. 19? That do. That is it. That yes! Do. Yes! Everyone cheer. Yay. You are no longer afeard. Yay. It is now Doc's turn. And uh, Doc, seeing that his new best large friend, Manu, yeah. hemorrhaging, <laughs> is not doing uh, that great, he is going... To cast a spell. And I am currently just vamping to find that spell. Oh, it's right here. Alright. Um, a flood of healing energy washes out from Doc. Casting Mass Cure Wounds. And he gets to choose the targets. So don't worry. <laughs> um... He heals everybody. Shit. Yep. <laughs> so I guess it's better for me to just roll here and roll these uh, virtual dice instead of my regular dice. Because I don't have to actually roll dice if I do it here. Hmm. So it is. you guys both heal for a total of 19 points of healing. All right. 
Um, and that is the end of Doc's turn. Thanks, Doc. That's my thing. My name and my profession. <laughs> Mama knew. <laughs> Damn, you beat me by one second. <laughs> <laughs> it is both my name and my profession, son. Uh, so, next up is Megan. As we're back to the top of the order, Theodora has two nasty diabolical monks in front of her. What do you do? Do you whack it with your stick? Yep. That hits. Okay. I'm just telling the the number on the die hit. How much what is your total HP? Uh total one twenty six. Twenty one. So twenty one damage? Yeah. Okay, and that is we're gonna wait. This one you've been hitting? Yeah. Okay. So still up, but barely. Whack it with your stick again. So, 21. That'll hit. 21 hits. 21. Progress. We're making progress. 17 damage. 17, a damage. You see this monk, like, fall to one knee and then just barely be able to get herself back up. Key point. Key point. <laughs> You say it. Net 20. Let me pull the crit card. I haven't used these in a while. Great. So now it's the, what, fallout bloody mess perk. <laughs> you pop her head right off. Uh, double damage. So 2d6 plus 10. It's dead, Jim. You can add it all together, though. I know you like doing that. 20. All right, she had three hit points, or two hit points left. Dead. Okay, so I guess I turn to the other guy for the other attack? Sure. We don't really know the rules to this game, mm. so we just kind of make it up as we go. I mean, to be 14, fair, D&D is a loosely based. 14 is a miss. Yeah, and you know, uh, the number one rule is to have fun. <laughs> Next up is Silvrek. Have fun, not fuck the dragon, bards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to fuck the sentient cactus. No! Oh, but he's kind of being a prick. Wait. <laughs> so, sensing that you are no longer afeard, she's gonna try and whack you with a stick. <laughs> because she's a monk, and it's all she can do. I didn't multi-class her in a barbarian like I should have. Um. Two raging goliaths just. So, two attacks on Manu. That is an 18 and a 20. Yeah, those will hit. All right. One charge from the staff of striking. Let me make sure that I can do that. Yeah, I have enough charges left. So a charge from the Staff of Striking. She's going to hit you and do 13 total damage by... So you divide that in half. Six, six of the um, normal damage and four force damage. The second attack is going to be six more damage. Okay. 
Um, so, because she hit... You know this better than I do. Can you use Stunning Strike? Uh... Or do you have to call it beforehand? It says, when you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point. So I, I hit with yeah, a melee weapon attack. I don't attack. think you have to call it. So, go ahead. I'll spend that key point. Go ahead and make me a con save. You should be great Ooh, at these. Advantages on all con and strength saves Give me raging. two ones. <laughs> Uh, that would be a 19 on the die. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Kay. That'll do. You are not stunned. In fact, you're whatever the opposite of stunned is. Uh, look directly at her. Unimpressive. <laughs> I have been most of this fight. <laughs> um, the other guys are doing much better than me. Yeah, and then she the, jumps the fuck off and we can like just do this ourselves. She, she jumps straight to the ground and hides under the water. You can't see her. Now she's gone. Stab, stab. Well, last stab. time, remember, she swam away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it is now the monk's turn. Uh, one is going to attack Megan. Two attacks. Nat one. What is happening to my I, I dice? Can you do that with these three? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Megan. Uh, if this was a tail attack, you miss and strike the floor or wall. Take the it wasn't a tail attack, so this makes nothing. This means nothing. I missed. Uh, the other one is an eighteen to hit. Megan, does an eighteen hit? No. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see. This one's gonna move just a little bit closer because uh, why not? And then four attacks on Doc. One hit. Two more misses. So Doc's going to take a little bit of damage. 14 damage. 14 damage to Doc. So uh, Manu's going to take six more attacks. Yeah. I need new dice. No, you don't. Is that a one? There's two ones. Yes. Pull those cards. Pull those cards. Pull those cards. Grab my giant d20. Oh, God. You know he's serious when he gets the big one. <sighs> These are both stupid. Damn it! Your next attack deals minimum damage. You don't add your proficiency bonus to your, neck, to your attacks. Damn it! So, <sighs> so that person must have just, like, they went to hit you with two punches at the same time, and they punched their fists... Like, cause they came together. They were going to try and hit both sides of your head simultaneously, but they were just off, just a little bit. All their kung fu training that said don't ever do a double punch made yeah. them go, let's do a double punch. Yep. The bad guy forgot my training. <laughs> a two and a ten. So, oh, well, the ten probably hit 17. Yeah. Okay. You'll take a tiny bit of damage. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. That was crooked. That is worse than the one that was crooked, but it's fine. So you take three points of damage plus one point of necrotic damage. Mm. And the last two hits. Here's the big die. Oh, it was on one, too, guys. I rolled two 13s, so those will both hit you. Okay. Can't we just go back to the two, the one before it flipped to a... No. <laughs> So you'll take 
10 physical damage total. Okay. And 10 necrotic damage total. Ooh. All right. That is the end of the monk's turn. Manu. Okay. You bloody again? Dude, I'm... I never got out of being bloody. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry. Doc's got you back. Yeah. That's his um, name. That's why his name is Doc. Okay, let's do a deck save on homeboy right here. Okay. A normal monk deck taking, save. Taking some DM advice here. 13. 13. Uh, That's got to miss. What did I say it was? That's 8 plus my con plus my proficiency. Proficiency modifier. Yeah, that's so, got to be more than 13. What's your con? 8... Oh, no, so my con's four, proficiency is four, so eight plus eight, 16. 16. Yeah, so I failed. Great. Um, nine, 11 lightning damage. Okay. And then you said she's in the double digits. She's, she's um, we'll say she's about bloodied right now. Actually, she is exactly bloodied. Oh, God. Uh, okay. I just, you know, I've never played a monk character, and like this makes me not want to play. No, they're they're not awesome. Like they're awesome if you have something big standing next to you. I like the idea of Megan's character with the more barbarian multi. Yeah, because you kind of really, take care of yourself. Yeah, like you've I said, got hit points and you've got four attacks as long as you have key points. Yeah, like I said, they're great as long as you multi-class them. Uh, first hit will be nineteen. Nineteen to hit. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, oh, baby, food watch. 18 plus 10, 28 damage. 28? Yeah. Shit. Okay. And then we will reckless attack the second one. Okay. Get that crit. Uh, nope. Uh, 22. That'll hit. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 damage. God damn. Like I said, I can do damage. It's just I have to... Be consistent. Right. Anything else? Nope. Two attacks. Uh, did my storm aura. That is. That's it, man. Okay. It is Doc's turn. And Doc, sitting over here just daftly dodging monks all fucking day <laughs> like it's his job. He's sitting here. We should have done this years ago. Yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like <laughs> I could have done this on my own. Like, Doc's on the battlefield, and he's just like a rubber band man. He's just like, boing, boing, boing. Um, Doc looks at you, and he goes, feel better. That was a taco. Uh, he's like, feel better. Feel better. And he waves his hand like this, and you gain 70 hit points. Holy shit. 7-Z. 7-0. God damn. That's my highest level spell for the day. Not out of blood. I'm out of bloodied. Boom. Yeah, so that is the spell Heal. It is a sixth level spell. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big spell. Do I have anything I can do as a bonus action? I do! Alright. <laughs> oh, you conjure a vine that sprouts from the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice. When you cast this spell, you can direct the vine to lash out at a creature within 30 feet. You must make a deck save or be pulled towards the vine. 20 feet. So he's going to put this vine 
And he is going to make one of the monks around you roll a deck save. If they fail, they get pulled away from you. And they are moving away from your space, so you'll get an attack of opportunity, because that's how it works in my mind. Hey. So. Oh, that's a two on the die, buddy. You get pulled away. Uh, 15 feet away, straight back into town. 24 to hit. That'll do. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Yes, big dice roll this time. Um, Let's see here. Big dice. Now I gotta do big boy math. 12, 20, 30 damage. Okay, that's a good nice round number. Alright, as he's getting... He, this, You see this uh, tendril just of just this vine wrap around him. And he's like, huh! and he gets pulled backwards 15 feet. And as he gets pulled backwards, you slash at him with the greatsword. And he takes 30 damage. And that is Doc's turn. <laughs> Jeez. So, back to the top of the Theodora list. It is Megan. Try hit whatever number that is. Yeah, we're just winging it. <laughs> That's a 13. That'll miss. Thirty. Thirty will hit. <laughs> wow. Does that count as my first attack? Oh wait, you rolled a nineteen. Your weapon crits on a nineteen and twenty. Ah. Hey hey. So. It's a keen weapon. That is bludgeoning, quadruple damage. And the target makes a DC 16 con save or it's knocked unconscious. Which means he'll fall face down in the water and drown. And drown, yeah. So, that's what I'm um, afraid of. So again, like how many dice? And, like, so this is your, this is not your first attack? That's what I was asking. So you'll, so it's you just won't. just going to be... Uh, four of each of those. So here, look. I, I okay. I don't want your nasty dice. You don't want my, di- my DM dice I've been rolling shitty all day? Also, mean. And then plus seven? Uh, no. Plus seven times four. Plus 28. Wow. Okay. So, while Megan decides to add up... While Megan adds up her shit... I'll um, just remove that player. I have to get Gideon down off the windowsill, because he likes to try and attack bugs, and he's making noise... And y'all, there've been so many floofs in this room. Just this this episode's gonna be named uh, Manu Special Colon Hashtag Floof Watch 2020. <laughs> um, the floof So just give me what you got there, and I'll do the rest. But that's thirty one. Thirty one plus twenty eight is fifty nine. He's still up. You're kidding. Wow. But but he's knocked unconscious, face down in the water. So, effectively, he's dead. Alright, then I can move, huh? Yup. Well, because what is it? It's con modifier. It also doesn't say how long he's unconscious for. Oh, wait. I have to make a... I actually have to make a con save to make him fall over. Uh, Not good enough. So, yeah, he falls over. I have moved. And Megan has moved... Into the fray with Manu. Yep. Now, it is Silvrek's turn. So, 
she is going to move around Manu to where she is in range of both Manu and Theodora. And she's going to do one attack on each of you. Manu. Nat one! Megan. 17 plus... Yeah, she hits. So, but let's resolve this crit fail first. What is happening to me? If I was holding a shield, I'd make a saving throw. If this was a spell, I'd do something else. Nothing happens. By the way, not to be that guy, you have advantage attacking me. Oh, well then we'll just use that. Uh, see? See? I'm an honest player, listeners. So we'll just use the, f- the two rolls I just did, and uh, she, she'll hit for you, and you will take a bit of damage. You'll take three physical damage and five necrotic damage. I'm sorry, and that's actually force damage. Five force damage. And then um, for Megan, she will attack. 19 plus whatever will hit. So she's going to hit you for another one. Another one. Megan, you take three. And six, so a total of seven, eight, nine, nine. That's Silvrex's turn, because she's bad at, she has people that do this for her. She's just, like, the, 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 she's the leader. She doesn't usually have to get her hands dirty. She's got people for that. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, because I made this story. Um, so the monks that are left, uh, this one is just fucking there, I guess. Uh, he'll have to make a, a, a save in a minute. But two will attack Doc again. See if he can definitely dodge out of the way. One's gonna hit him. And Doc, poor old decrepit, sad looking Doc, he takes 12 damage. He's fine. Um,. Two more attacks on Doc. Neither of them hit. Both of them single digits. Alright, so here's what's going to happen. One of these guys is going to attack Manu. One of these guys is going to attack Theodora. So, I rolled two fives. You have advantage still. Everyone gets advantage on you? It's like advantage for the whole round? I thought whole it was next. round. Oh, uh, well, I rolled two fives. So, the first attack misses. I think. Let me, let me double check. I think it's everybody. I've got the text right here. Uh, on Megan's situation. Uh, when you make your attack, you doing so gives you advantage on a melee attack rolls and strength, using strength during this time, but attack rolls against you have yeah, advantage until your next turn. Yeah, so okay. everybody. So one of these will hit you. Everyone missed, but, well, the first attack missed. Second attack hits. That's the wrong guy. So you're going to take five physical damage and ten Necrotic damage. Megan, two attacks coming at you. Two hits coming at you. Whoops, almost went into your dice tray. Throwing my dice around like Anthony. So, Megan, you are going to take 
11 physical damage and 5 necrotic damage for a total of 16 damage. Manu, it's your turn. Right. Uh, oh, wait, that one guy needs to make a strength save. Negative. Manu, it's your turn. Uh, the monk behind me make a dex save. Well, I rolled an 11 on the die, and I got plus 7, so that's 18. Duck, because I rolled three sixes. <laughs> so give me your half damage. 18, 19, so... What is that? Nine. Nine damage? Buffering. Yeah, nine lightning. Uh, back to the Vagabond Queen. Uh, 28 to attack. Yep, that'll do. And, well, shit, the bed. Uh, 19 damage on the first attack. 19? Yep. And 24. To, to hit. hit. To hit. Yeah, that'll uh, 11, 13, 23 damage. She falls. Yes! <laughs> Face first into the water. The murky, shitty water. And as she falls, she's like, no, it's so gross. And then she falls. All right. Um, is that the end of your turn? Two attacks and the lightning. Yep, that's it. Okay. The other monks, seeing her fall, rush to her body. So um, Doc will get an attack of opportunity if he wants on one of them, and he'll hit for a whole six damage. But that's not going to do it as they all rush around her body. Hmm. Um, and this is what happens. I'm going to give you all, I'm going to give you both, uh, attack of opportunity right now on... Uh, one. You can pick the one. Oh, oh wait, did God. you use yours already? This round? No, you didn't. No. Um, so, Megan, you need to pick one that you're going to hit with your attack of opportunity, and you need to pick one that you can hit with your attack of opportunity. And it matters, and it's important, depending on which one you pick. This is where they're, this is where all of them are standing. Yeah, these these so two. So these two didn't move. These two really. This one will move around here, and this one will try and move to right there. But um, I'm gonna give you attacks of opportunity. As we'll say, these two just ran. This one, Megan, kind of ran right past you, and this one. How did he run when he's drowning in water? Who? No, no, no. That's this guy. Not this one. This one. The two that were on dock came forward. The two that were on dock. It looked like you were pointing Sorry. at the one that was... Sorry. I'll move the drown. I'll move the drowning one. I was literally touching him, but it's fine. Um, so go ahead. And th what they're trying to do is they're trying to grab her and, and run and off. run. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. So, um, who's hitting who? I guess I'll have to focus this one. Okay, so you're going to hit the one in the red coat. Megan. I guess I'll try and hit the one behind me now. Okay. Both of you roll your attacks. Twenty-four. That'll hit. Nineteen. That will also hit. Yay! 
and we'll be days two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 28 damage. How much? 28. He dies. Oh, good. He only had 20 life left. 11. 11 damage on that one will bring him to... He's still up. But it's okay, Megan, it is your full turn. That'll hit. I assume you're attacking the same one. Yeah. Okay. God damn. So. 13 plus 9. Yeah, he's dead. Okay. Fantastic. So I get to hit somebody else now? You can, yes. So. I guess the one standing next to You've got this one and this one. So you want the one diagonal from you or the one directly next to you? Oh, but hey, good news. You're resistant to lightning attacks. Why is that good news? Because she's the first person to walk into the actual aura. Oh. It's a fight. I guess I'll go with the one diagonal. Okay. That's 15. 15 misses. Uh, key point. Key point. 23. 23 hits. Nine. Okay. Um, 19 plus 9. So. 28. 9. 9. Okay. He's still up. Um, anything else you'd like to do? Anything else you can do? You use your bonus action, you use your regular action. Really all that's left is movement. Okay. Silverex's turn. She's dead. You hear blah, 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 blah under you from the water. Um, the monks that are left. All right. So this one here, one of the two that are, well, three that are left. This one's kind of stuck in a thing. Moves forward. This one moves around the corner to try and assist. Actually, he can move through friendly spaces and shit, so... Really, Megan, you get an attack of opportunity. Nope. You'll no, it was the end of last turn. So your attack of opportunities are back, and you get an attack on this one because he moved out of your threatened range. Jesus, Gideon. God damn. <laughs> and look, it scared him, so he's just standing there. Aww. Uh, so 15 misses. Okay. So, that was their movement. Can't really, both, they both can't pick her up and run off with her at this point, but they are positioned to do so. Um, so one, the one in front of Megan's gonna attack Megan with two hits, or two attacks. They both fail, I assume, 14 and 13, or 11. 
And now two attacking Manu. One hit, one miss. Take two physical damage and ten necrotic damage. It's the necrotic damage is kicking my ass. I know, I because I'm rolling real shitty for the physical damage. Yeah, it's like, I wouldn't be uh, disappointed in that at all. So, I fail my strength save, and that dude is still stuck in the vine. <laughs> help me! Help me! Help me! <laughs> and now it is Doc's turn. And Doc is just going to kind of slide right down there. So he's in a line with the two guys who are attempting to steal away this body for whatever nefarious purposes they might have. And he is going to cast a Spurl. Oh, this will be fun. Um, you guys are resistant to lightning, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, Doc casts Call Lightning. Because it's the only spell he has that can attack multiple creatures at this very point in time. Because he had to con- he's concentrating on the, the, the plant restraint, uh, okay, okay, so okay. he doesn't have Sunbeam anymore. And he used all his six level spells. Yeah, keeping me alive. Thanks, Doc. So, a bolt of lightning comes down through the trees and strikes Silverex's body. Oh. Everyone within five feet of her body make a dex save. He's like, I'm gonna make sure. Huh? So you... you Does this count towards the no. thing I can see? It's it's like effects such as traps. I don't know. Would that count for danger sense? Like, Doc probably would have warned you it was coming. Um, and it says against effects you can see such as traps and spells. I, me personally, being greedy, I would say yes. I oh, mean, I if mean, he, since, if it's, it's, since if, it specifically says spells. I feel my hair rise. Right, if, if a teammate calls it out, yeah. I would assume yes. that we would both know what was going on. So you both get advantage on this deck save, and no matter what, you're taking half damage at worst. Okay. So, never mind. Both of my guys failed. Uh, 18 to save. Uh, you save. Alright. Megan? 10. Miss. You fail. So you're gonna take half damage. You're gonna take quarter damage? Yeah, because resistancy and I got the save, I guess. So, if you were all, if you were, yeah, you would take quarter damage. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a blue dragonborn, so it's not immediate. If you, if you had evasion, is what I was thinking. Ah, no. Then you'd take no damage. If only. So it's 3d10 lightning damage. Rolling, rolling, rolling. So if you failed and you have it... Okay, Megan, you're taking 10. Eric, you're taking 5. The other two guys take 20 points of lightning damage and they fall. Okay. So you guys are effectively out of combat right now if you would all like to slowly wander over to the guy who is currently um, wrapped in vines and just slowly slide your greatsword up through him or something. I'll allow it. Actually, I'm preoccupied. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? I'm removing her head. Okay. It's the only thing I need. It's kind of burnt, but it's fine. Um, it's recognizable. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only thing I need, so that's what I'm working on. <laughs> I didn't realize her body was there until I was talking to say where the lightning was going to strike. And I was like, oh, it's fine. So, um, Megan, if you want, you can go and kill this guy. Yeah, okay. Um, he is restrained. So, you walk up. Um, he's basically incapacitated at this point, so it's an auto crit. Uh, I'll pull the car for fun. Uh, maximum double damage. Yeah, he dead as a dick. <laughs> he falls. I get my d6 back. That was taking the place of the plant. And you are out of combat. You see Manu over behind you, uh, Theodora, and he is sawing. Well, I guess it's just one swift strike with the giant greatsword, unless he wants to be grisly about it. Nope, I need a, I need a clean cut. I need to be able to show my uh, my tribe. Okay, so <clears throat> oh, I put that page down here so I didn't have to like, hop, like rustle through papers. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie. So um, after a few minutes of silence, post fight. Uh, Mayor Abernathy sticks his head out of the door of his house. He says, Is it? Is it alright for us to come out? Who won? Look around. Minimal building loss. Minimal casualties. Doc, you're a lifesaver legitimately. <laughs> That's why they named me that. You are awesome. Um, so, Mayor Abernathy and the rest of the town come out of his house. <laughs> At least everybody who lived on the main road. Okay. And, <clears throat> excuse me, he comes out of his house and he's like, I don't know how I can thank you for this. This is such a great day. Generations of people have dealt with these monks. Years and years of torment and tyranny and thievery and just general, just ne'er-do-well-ness. I made that word up. Um, I, if, if there is anything I can do to help, please, just name it. Do you have any salt? Salt? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we do somewhere. Yeah, we have a store, we have a store of salt. And a leather bag that's about, and hold up the head, this big. Oh, I'm sure we can find something. So he goes and sends somebody off, and they come back, and there's like, it's whatever you need. Yeah, I just I need to preserve the head. That's all. <laughs> he says, oh, finally, we can live peacefully. Um, it's not mine to give, but feel free to remove anything from those bodies you done killed if you want. Uh, we don't need them, and we're probably going to just go feed them to the gators. Uh, look, look around at the bodies. <laughs> I have everything I need. Whatever gold they're carrying, whatever magic items they have that you can use, take them, sell them, trade them, I don't care. You've done me a great service. Well, thank you. Um, now, I remember when uh, we first met, you mentioned uh, some sort of war. Um, yeah. Uh, if you guys could spare Doc, honestly, I don't know if we have any healers. Of course, I've been away from my party for about a week now. Who knows where they are? Hopefully doing the right thing. and 
Oh, it's been longer than a week because you had to travel oh, along the mountain range yeah, and right. then into the swamp. So it has been weeks. Weeks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hopefully they've gathered more supporters and fighters, but uh, I don't know about medics. Doc, you'd probably be very assistable on the field of battle as you were here. Um, your best bet would be to go to Arkinvale, right? No, that was our other game. Shit. Glim. Glim. <laughs> go to Glim and talk to the king. You can uh, go to Arkinvale and play Call of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah, no! yeah. I'm going to fuck this party up, right? Uh, go, <laughs> Doc, don't go to Arkinvale. Yeah. <laughs> Go to, go to Glim, uh, tell the king that Manu sent you. Well, I will, I'll do that, yes. Um, Theodora, you reckon you might want to take a, a bit of a journey? You can say no. <laughs> no, I'll go. All right. Well, uh, we'll probably be leaving here in about a week or so. We have to get everybody uh, situated for us to be gone. Mm. So I'll be making potions and and tinctures for about seven days straight before we leave. So everybody has the healing they need. Okay. Um, he cures wounds on you like enough times to bring you back up to full. Yeah. And and on Theodora. Um. And then he's like, oh, I might need to go lie down. <laughs> I have worked myself up into a tizzy. It is. Is it hot in here? No, it's me. Um, the mayor kind of looks at you and he's like, well, it is officially morning, so there's no use in sleeping. But if you want to stay, you can stay as late as you want, as many days as you want. Actually, this... Uh the battle has filled me with such excitement and glee that I, I will be taking, uh, kind of looked at Bijou, or would you rather stay here? Uh, Bijou says something alleged, like, completely un, un, just intelligible, unintelligible in Yeah, French. completely in Bijou. And, um, he just, he looks at you and he, uh, no, this time he speaks Spanish. He says, um, uh, Baño El Fuego. So, if you speak Spanish, which is infernal in this world, um, just why not? Um, Jeez. He said the bathroom's on fire. Um, but, no, he, he's going to come with you. Okay. Uh, I would actually like to head back to the coast and back to my tribe. I have a lot to discuss with them. Okay. So, fast forward a month. Wow. And you are done. You've, you've traveled through you've traveled the light, the width of the continent from coast to coast. It's a long travel. Hopefully on I picked foot. Up, actually, hopefully I picked up a mount at some point. No? Okay. Um I mean if you, you we could say you got a horse, yeah. You got some kind of mountain for you got like a um like a little pony for Bijou. I say flat flash my badge and maybe get a uh, Yeah, a so we'll cut that into a we'll cut that to a half a month because I forgot that mounts exist. Um so, just uh, about two and a half weeks, you've okay. gone from coast to coast. Um, Space coast. The first, the first half when you got into the, from, from the mountain to the, to the swamp, there were no towns. But once you get out of the swamp, you could have stopped in Rose Hall or you could have stopped in Glim. You could have stopped anywhere to get a horse. Um, you make it back to the dancing coast. 
and you make it to where you last recall your tribe uh, being. Now, they are kind of a nomadic tribe. They go up and down the dancing coast. But you are able to locate them. And um, since your chieftain died, they, and a lot of the men died from the, the hunting party, um, they have not really selected a new chieftain. And you kind of put yourself in this exile. This is like a self, this is a self-exile. Uh, so you show up and they welcome you with open arms. And the old chieftain's wife kind of comes up to you and she's like, Oh, we are so happy that you've found your way back to the tribe, to your family. Where have you been? Gather the entire tribe. We have a lot to talk about. So, a few minutes go by, everybody circles around you, and you're standing in front of this huge bonfire. And, uh, because that is how your people tell stories. And it is... Um, you're, it's just getting to dusk. They lit the fire. And um, is there anything you want to actually talk about? Uh, yeah, basically just, you know... After I after I left, I went on a hunt to go find the group that took our took our men, took our tribe down, and cut us so low. Uh, in my travels, I became a warden of Glim. Is that what I? You you were one of the. You can say a warden. Okay, a warden, a warden or classify a warden of Glim, uh, in which we've discovered that the entire continent is at war. We have been gathering an army. We have been trying to fight for the good of the land. And what I feel that our leaders would honor and be proud to stand in. But in my travels, my main goal was to destroy the Red Tide. And finally send them smashing against the rocks for the last time. I'm here to tell you and remove the head from the bag. I have succeeded. So your tribe just goes crazy. They are so very excited that you've ended the biggest threat that they've dealt with in ages. But now you bring news of a new war. And it is a decision that your tribe has to make as a whole. There is a vote. Um, there are two votes. The first vote is to make you the chieftain of this tribe. And it is almost unanimous. There's like the one person from Switzerland who doesn't like putting up the 10. Um, there's, 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 9.8. Yes. Fuck. Fuck me in the la for the last time. Uh, and then the sec so the second vote is to assist in ending this threat. And that vote is unanimous. The one guy who didn't want you to be chieftain is really, really cool about war, though. Um, <laughs> so Fuck you being the leader, but war, hell yeah. <laughs> so there is this whole ceremony that they do on the beach. In It is perfect timing as the sun is setting. And they do this entire ritual around the fire where at the end they... Um, wash 
whatever face paint you might have still had on your face, and they replace it with soot from the burning fire. And um, there is a necklace that all the chieftains wear that's passed down from chieftain to chieftain. And it's, it's a little bloody. But they put it around you, and you are now the chieftain of your tribe. Cool. And that's where we're going to end it. Yay! So we will see you guys next time. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of the Manu Solo story. I do hope you enjoyed our journey into the Grey Marsh, and I hope you enjoyed all the characters that you were introduced to. Uh, Doc, and of course, Cleftus. Um, we truly hope you are all doing well out there in the world that we live in, in the year of our Lord, 2020. I don't know how we've managed to fit so many years into this year, well, the last seven months. It seems like uh, we've had like 1920, 1938, 1967, like all these years have just been crammed into one year. Anyway, we truly, truly hope you're doing well. Uh, we would like to, again, give a shout out to our friends, Keith and Jess, over at theundergroundoracle.com, who are putting out some amazing stuff that I have been using and will continue to use in future episodes. With that being said, we do hope you find us on Facebook at Metal and Magic Podcast, on Twitter at Metal and Magic Pod, on Instagram at Metal underscore and underscore magic underscore podcast. We are on every podcast app except one. I can't remember the name of it, but it starts with a Z, and that is being rectified this week. If you have friends who can't find us, please reach out and tell us what app they are using. We will then figure out a way to get on that app, but at this point in time, we should be almost everywhere that podcasts are sold fresh and hot daily. Everybody, please stay safe in the world. We love you all. Have a magical night and a magical life.